Oh, hey, I'm Melissa Reynolds. And I'm Todd Reynolds coming at you again for episode 16 of the podcast, You've Been Reynolds, live from our dining room table in Penetanguishing. See how I changed my voice there? Just just like that. You're so smart. I don't need filters. I don't need anything. I just use my God-given natural talent and ability in my voice. I love that. Thank you. Thank you You're so much. You're welcome. You see that? You're quite welcome. That's don't worry. I'll terrible. go back to my natural timber. Please stop. Please what? stop with these ridiculous words. They're not really ridiculous. They're actual things. They're a bit ridiculous. Okay. Anyway, we have some shout outs to do. I don't know her. You don't but know Todd it. is know. going this to tell is, you the story of the shout out. This is the story of the shout out. This shout out is going out to someone that is a blast from my past. Blast from the yeah, past. Like way back to what I like to refer to as my VH days, my Victoria Harbor days. Oh, your VH days. You're so VH cool. Days. Yeah. Stop being so cool. Uh, those were some fun times. This is going out to person who was once a student and was also a colleague later on and is now turned into a fan apparently a fan a fan yeah so this goes out to uh someone that i know called jenna graham jenna graham jenna graham yeah she's now actually a, a children's author she writes books really but she was a student in victoria harbor and i had her as a student and i also had her brother as a student so the way the the connection what's goes her brother's here, name her brother's name is brandon brandon graham yeah. and and do you own any of her children's books I actually don't think I do. Todd, no, I, well, that's horrible. Maybe Jenna Graham. You do all the buying. Uh, maybe not me, Jenna so. Graham will. Maybe we can we can promote some of her children's books. She's on very here. busy because her niece, yes, Brandon's daughter, who goes to my school, who said my my aunt listens to your podcast. I and love I said, that. Well, who's your aunt? She said Jenna Graham. I said, hey, no, Jenna Graham. How do you blah, think blah, 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 blah. Jenna Graham found the podcast? I don't know. She'll but have she's, to tell us. She's currently expecting child number two, I think, Ooh. and she has a two year old. So you know, those times are quite busy. Those so times are busy. I don't know if she's got time to. Uh, Put pen to paper, if you will. Can you, you not know. say pen to paper? Why? That's why. What's wrong with that? Oh, my goodness. That's how you write, isn't it? Well, Jenna Graham, I hope that you have some time to put pen to paper. Anyhow, I'm glad that you have found this, and I hope that uh, you know some of these... We hope uh, it's bringing you joy. Some of these parenting tips make you laugh and stuff like that, whatever it is that we do. It's... Uh, it's fun to do this, and it's, uh, it's something to And Jenna Graham, can, uh, you, on, you, know, can so. you reach out to me on social... Not Todd. He will not be able to find the message. But can you reach out to me in a private message and let me know who you are? Because I need to know who the fan Jenna Graham is. Yeah. Does your so, student listen to the podcast or just Jenna? Well, that's, that's Brandon's daughter, so I'm not sure if she listens or not. But I have had Does students. Brandon listen to the podcast? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Did you teach him or was he at oh, your yeah. school? Well, uh, well, I didn't. No, I didn't teach e- either of them, but they were oh, at yeah, my school. because you were teaching a different class yeah, at the time. So, so I got to know them obviously at the school and they were friends with some of the kids I did teach and stuff like that. So Cool. Yeah. So I have had students say, um, I listen to your podcast. I say, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not my podcast. Whose is it? It's our podcast, yes. my wife and it's I. It's the Reynolds and family podcast. And I usually podcast. say my wife's podcast and I'm part of That's it. That's not true. Well, it's our podcast. I could I'm I'm not doing it ever alone. You're in it the the whole time. Well, that's what I say to them. I said my wife has the script and I talk. As you're, usual. You're so talented. It's well, such you know, it's such a sexy I'm just trait. riffing here, you know, like uh off the top of my oh my chapeau. goodness! Do you think that you're like that movie that we watched? What movie did we watch? And the people were podcasters? And we love. Oh, was a good- with Jonah Hill. What was that podcast called again? I have no idea. <laughs> but it was so good. I really don't know. And I think know. you think you were are this like really edgy podcaster. No, I do not have a man bun. <laughs> I don't have tattoos. Oh, can you please not, just get a sleeve? I'm, All I want is for you to have a sleeve. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm quite gonna do that. Why? It would look so good on you. Well, maybe, but maybe not as well. I think it would so. look great. Do you have to shave your arm to get a sleeve? 
I don't know. My arms are rather... Sarah says yes. Your arms arms are are very hairy. little apish, yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm definitely not as evolved as some people in terms of... You're a very hairy person, but I do think you should get a... Like, at least get one tattoo on your arm. Why? I don't know. Because it would look great. What's it going to do for me? I love a great tat. What's it going to do for me? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But what's it going to do for me? I don't know, but I'm getting a tattoo on my whole upper thigh. That is fantastic. And Brock says that he thinks that's a little too big. A little too big for the first tattoo. For the first tattoo. I say, thank you, Brock. Yeah. None of your business. I think you're going to get... Even though Brock would never tell anybody what to do. I think you're going to get maybe a fist-sized tattoo, and that might be enough to start. Oh, a fist-sized? To start. Oh, Perhaps. I don't okay. know. Who knows? Okay, well, I don't really know. Thank you. Thank you for telling me, but we all know that if I want to get a tattoo, I'll just do what I want. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Whatever. And I'll do what I want, and I don't think I'm getting a sleeve, so sorry. And in a year, he'll have a sleeve. No, because you've been saying it for years, and I have still not got anything, so. We'll see. Oh, okay. You think you have that much control over no, me, No, I don't eh? think I have yeah. any control, but okay, I do have a little bit. Okay, just call me Ken. Oh my goodness, amazing. Yes, I will call you Ken. That's a great segue. Thank you. Okay, so what we want to talk about right now is we want to talk about the Barbie movie for a minute. I went to the Barbie movie wearing pink with my friends and my kids and just thinking it was going to be like a Barbie movie. Like, like a kid movie. Like a kid like movie. I had fluffy, no idea. nothing serious, right? Like, I was born in the 70s and grew up in the 80s. And to me, Barbie was totally different than she was depicted in this movie. To me, she was an airhead. To me, she had an unrealistic body. To me, she had big boobs and a small waist and was beautiful and... As a kid, you thought this? Yeah, like I just... And like as I got older, I did not respect Barbie at all. I had no respect for for the movie. I had no respect for, for really... Like my kids did have Barbies, but... They were not something I was like, I was like promoting like, oh, not come and many, play. certainly. No, they didn't no. have very many. And like, it's not something that I promoted. It's not something that, yeah, it's just, we were taught in the 90s that Barbie was unrealistic and that she was. Proportionately, basically not something that a human could even yeah, do. Yeah, like it's just so interesting the perspective that this movie gave us because what I took from the movie and um, this, like all this stuff might be controversial, but what I took from the movie is that the creator wanted Barbie to be successful and smart and have careers and show that she could do all kinds of different things. There's like a Barbie that's a lawyer and a Barbie that's a construction worker and a Barbie that's yeah. a mother. There are Barbies that are different sizes that we didn't see very often. Mm-hmm. And it was shocking like this movie to me if and you, sorry if you haven't seen the movie yes that's true right? with we were just really really shocked by what the content of the movie was i think were you surprised by the content yeah, I, of the movie? i really was yeah i i i thought it was like a gonna be a kid's movie yeah i had no preconceived notions of it and i was uh you know people said oh it's so good it's so you gotta see it and when people do that i hate when they do that because i have big expect expectations for the movie and usually it's not what I expected it to be because I pumped up in my head. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised with the content of it and, and the messaging that was uh, tried to be tried to be put in. Tried to be conveyed. Yeah, yeah. It was so good to it me. I loved sure. it. I think about it all the time. Like I, I keep, and I'm not on TikTok watching everybody talk about it this summer. I just really think about it a lot and I think it is so, I just, I, I found that movie really, really, really amazing. What I want to do is I want to read. So one thing that really struck me was uh, America Ferreira's monologue. And if you haven't 
really listen to that monologue, you need to listen to it because it's everything I feel. It's everything I think that young girls probably feel and women. And I just find it so amazing. And I just want to quickly talk about it. And I would love to know your thoughts. I would love for people to reach out and tell me their your thoughts on the movie. Because again, it was so eye-opening. But I'm going to read the quote. I just, I think it's really incredible. It's America Ferreira. She was one of the only women that worked at the Mattel building. I love her as an actress. She was in Traveling Pants. She was in Superstore. Sisterhood in the Traveling Pants. Pants. She's just an awesome, a really cool actress. So when her monologue hit, I was kind of speechless. So it says, it's literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart. And it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like, We have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful, but never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out in fact that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every other single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll just representing women, then I don't even know. I love that monologue because it's so true. So even for myself, like the second it says, you have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say that you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. So true, because every time I talk about doing the Gina Livy program, or every time I talk about wanting to be like wanting to watch what I eat, I feel like I can't say I want to be thin. I feel like I have to say I want to be healthy because it's true. I like what I look like. I love what I look like, but society doesn't love what I look like. Society hates what I look like. It goes to show that like everything is pretty much everything. There's an oxymoron or, or, you know, maybe not the right term, but there's a contradiction to every aspect of life. Everything. Like it's in, in in the eyes of and a woman. especially for women, yeah. Like whether it's a woman judging a woman or a man judging a woman or a woman even judging herself based on societal oh, norms. Oh, absolutely. Women, ju- we judge ourselves right. constantly. Yeah. We dress pretty for other women, not for men. We dress pretty for other women, not for other men. Men don't even pay attention to that generally. But we feel mm. you feel so much pressure to be this, be that, or do that, right? Like, yeah, that was a real a real takeaway. That yeah. You know, it's like that monologue to me, like the thin part was insane because it's so true. Everybody's like, oh, be healthy. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But then society's constantly talking about being thin, constantly talking about dieting, constantly talking about everything. That part 
was when I really started. Like that's as soon as I heard that I was paying attention because it's my whole life, my mm. whole life. Be thin. You have to be thin. You can't look a certain way. You can't. I like again. If I feel good, then I am okay. But I can't even say I want to be thin. And then we can't say that to our daughters because if we say that to our daughters, then what if they take it in a way where um, they think we're calling them big or something like exactly. that subconsciously or right? Like it, and then like I can't even actually say what I'm thinking because I would never want another woman. But I've been conditioned to think certain ways about certain things. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I went to the tiny art shack, which is a place I love, and I tried on these pants. But because I'm so short, I felt like I couldn't wear those pants because they didn't look good. And the first thing I say, not to my kids. I'll say, does, does this make me look slim enough? Because I was conditioned in the 80s to look like Paris Hilton, to try was to look like Paris, 80s? sorry, the 90s, to try to look like Paris Hilton, yeah. or to try to look like these women that were so small that then now you look in the mirror and you think that you're just not good enough. So what I love is when I talk to Emma and Olivia, because we didn't talk about weight as much or at all. We talked about being healthy. I love that they don't look at other women. They they say all the time they, they don't see weight, which is incredible. But I know that that's not the norm. Yeah. I also know that they've never had to struggle with their weight. Yeah. So that changes things as well. Yeah. Um, another thing that I love about this um, is you're supposed to love being a mother, but you don't talk about your kids all the damn time. Or what if you like are tired of your kids? You're not allowed to say that because if you say that, you look like a bad mother. <laughs> yeah. But we want to say sometimes, I'm tired of oh, my yeah. kids sometimes. You always love them, but you don't always like them. Exactly. <laughs> right? That's what my mother said for years. Yeah. I always loved you, but I didn't always like you. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but then sometimes I do want to talk about them all the time because I'm with them all the time, but I can't talk about them all the time because you just can't. Sometimes I just, I want a break. Like sometimes it feels really good to be quiet in here, but I don't want to say that because I don't want to look like a bad mom. But Todd could probably say that and not look like a bad to- a bad dad. Oh, well, there's different standards for women, of course, right? Which totally than men. crazy when I was watching that movie. Yeah. Like it was mind boggling to me. You know, it, it, as I sit here thinking about this, it's kind of like in my mind, social media is almost like the new Barbie because everything that people put on social media, it's all perfect. It's all flowery it's not the gross unless and you're the reynolds stuff. family story but i'm just you... saying like you know there's it's almost like a reincarnation of the whole same idea if you got to be perfect you got to be wearing the right thing got to be looking the right way you, you want to be doing the coolest things yeah not in a not in a in a doll fashion though like it's still happening this whole thing oh for sure like we will we will go into a meeting todd and i what makes me irate if we go somewhere? Oh, 100%. If, if someone ignores you and they just talk directly to me. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, do you know? And I'm like, hey, over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I can't stand when I go into a meeting, and it could even be with another woman. Yeah. The woman could be leading the meeting, and she's just talking to Todd, or he's just talking to Todd. I'm like, excuse me, I'm over here. Yeah. I'm equal part of what this decision is. Well, I think it's more about 80-20. <laughs> You I know. might be the one that's making most of the decisions yeah. over here. So please talk to me. Or, or 97.3. Whatever. <laughs> as much as you are laid back and quieter, you definitely are part of all the decisions. Um, <laughs> mostly. <Yep. laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> oh, but it's true. I don't go and buy. I've never bought anything without like big things without discussing it or done big, big decisions without discussing it. No. No, but I do a lot of 
things. Yeah. Um, or what about you're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. Yeah. And it's so true. Like we can't be so like, so dress code that discounts men's behavior right there. Exactly. It, it gives them an excuse to be idiots. Exactly. And what do you, what right. do I think of dress codes, Todd? Oh, dress codes. You are not a fan. Not a fan. No. Neither when, am I. No, like, neither of us. Our school, you know, our school year just kind of started and it's getting cooler now, but nonetheless, you know, I said to the girls, I said, Hey, I have daughters. Our school code is this. You can't wear spikes. You can't have exposed underwear and you can't have offensive things. I said, I know it's hard to find things that fit people, totally. boys and girls. If you're comfortable wearing it, wear it. That's what I say to them. For sure. But I'm not going to say anything about what you wear. Unless because it- what? We're not going to, we're not going to wear shorts that, okay, so they want shorts that are long. But we can't wear shorter shirts because that might tempt a boy. Come on. But then I was hearing like at school, the girls under their uniforms, they can't wear bare legs under the uniforms. But boys at school right now, so they have to wear these thick tights. The girls used to wear wear skirts for their uniform all the time. Now they have to wear thick tights. And, but the boys are allowed to roll their shorts up so their underwear show. Well, they're what? not allowed to, but they're getting away with that. So I'm just like, or according to my teenagers, that might not even be true. I don't know. My guess is that probably will not be addressed given the past. Yes. So that's the thing, right? But girls have to wear tights under their dresses yeah. because like things might show. Or I remember Emma was um, shamed because her bra strap was showing with tank tops at school. It's ridiculous. Oh. This was in elementary school and dress codes drive me crazy. Yeah. And I know that people have totally different ideas. Well, it's a controversial topic for sure. I am fine with my girls wearing a crop top because I'm fine with my boys walking around without their shirt on. So why wouldn't I be fine if my girls' belly buttons are showing? Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with them wearing short shorts. Do I want their bums hanging out of their shorts? No. But. It's not your bum. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So again, when I listened to this monologue, I thought of dress codes and I thought of how annoying it is when people are telling other people what they can wear. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I just feel like wear what you want to wear. Sorry, can you say that one more time? Well, you can't wear what you want to wear, but hold on. Most people, please 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 repeat yourself. (laughs) Please stop wearing bucket hats and bad running shoes. Listen, the running shoes are comfortable. The bucket hat is practical. Well, please. You just said it. You, everyone on this podcast heard it. So you're going to see me in more bucket hats, people. <laughs> Thank you. Please do. I love a bucket hat. I've, I've loved bucket hats for years. Yes, you do. I know. I do. Because and it's I, practical. I'm bald. I need a hat. I hate bucket hats. See? There you go. And so you're so you're doing exactly what you're complaining about to me. And then, so another Thanks. thing. We have a situation right now where some people don't like us. And that kills me. There's one couple that doesn't like us. And it's been a situation, if you know us well, you know the situation. We can't talk about it. But if you do know us well, you know the situation that we're in. And it kills me knowing that somebody doesn't like me. But why? Why? I know we can't please all the people. No, but as a woman. And some people are miserable. As a woman, I find it. And I am a strong and a very independent woman. But it kills me knowing that these people don't like us. So I like. You care too much. That's the problem. Yeah. It's just. It's, but the, here's, here's, the, here's the thing, right? And I've said this before and I say it all the time. You can't let other people's actions change who you are and what you do. Yeah. And people need to re- realize that. 
that's why we have conflict because if you didn't if you respond the way that you want to respond with things you know because I want to respond manner, very strongly on a regular basis but, like so much garbage and drama and conflict would be avoided right mm-hmm. if you do the, if if you do with the thing that you know is right then then there's no there's no yeah. issue right yeah. the right thing is saying nothing and walking away sometimes the right thing is agreeing with people to shut them up even if so. you don't believe with it that's you know, pretty hard like, for me though well I'm just saying you know things are not worth getting worked up over. Well, that's how you feel, but that's not my personality. I know, but what I'm saying is... But then, like, as a woman, I don't want to just be quiet about a, a dress code or about that a woman that a man's maybe making more money than me or... Oh, no, I'm, not, I'm, t- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking oh. about the situation you were just discussing. Oh, yeah, the situation we're discussing, yes. So, Which, in the grand scheme of things, is no huge thing, but it, it is... It is in our life right now. And for me, I just as a woman have a hard time when people don't like me, which is annoying and it bugs me in my head because I'm like, as if I care that this person doesn't like me, but I don't like that feeling. But that's probably because I grew up in the 70s and 80s and, and 90s and I felt like I had to make sure that as a woman or as a girl that people liked me and I was doing the right thing. I was a pleaser. I was doing the right thing. Don't do this. Don't do that. Be polite. So we've been teaching our girls and our boys, if something's uncomfortable, you leave the situation. I don't want you to be polite. So we've always taught them, like, you don't have to be polite and do something that you know is uncomfortable. But like something happened to one of our kids last year and in their school year, and that our kids should have walked out of the room. Yeah, but should have voiced their other opinion that this is wrong, what you're doing. Yeah, they were too scared to, like, our kid was too scared to because they were taught to be polite. We said to our kid, like, if that ever happens again, you walk out of that situation, politely say, I am leaving now, thank you. And you don't have to be putting yourself in that position, especially girls. Girls are always taught they have to be polite. They have to do the right thing. And I'm sick of it. And when I watched the Barbie movie, it just made me feel so empowered and so good. And so good to know that it was addressed and that so many young women and young men watched this movie. It took twice for Cooper to watch it to fully understand what he was watching, though. Because he was, he was actually glorifying Ken for a while. And then I think that he, in his grade eight boy mind, realized what was actually being being portrayed in this movie. Right, Todd? 100%. Did you feel attacked at this movie at all? Or did you feel ashamed? Well, I felt the fact that the, the patriarchy thing was, was disgusting. Yeah. Like the whole coming back and, and the the men thinking that they had control or should have control well, over like everything. How like, shocked Barbie and Ken were when they went into the real world. Yeah. They were shocked. Yeah. Like they it was were, like a role reversal, really, for women. It was a you role know? reversal. Like, yeah. So like people were probably disgusted at first when they saw how men were treated yeah. in Barbie world and then they realize, oh my gosh, that is how women are treated every day. The cat calls. I was just cat called the other day with Emma. We were cat called the other day. You were? Yes. Like that's crazy, you know? And um, we don't think things like that happen anymore. They absolutely happen. It's, Yeah. yeah. So it was just such a great, for me, this is my opinion. It was such a good wake up call. If you haven't seen it, go and see it as men, as boy, like, Anybody should be seeing this. Every person should be seeing this. Our favorite character was Alan. (laughs) We loved Alan because Alan was that person that didn't follow, right? 
Yeah. How would you describe Alan? Well, I would describe Alan, yeah, he, he wasn't a follower, and he was a person who oftentimes kind of gets overlooked, yet is really... Important. Cool. Yeah. You know? Like, we talk to our kids about, you know, you don't have to worry about your social status. No. Like, just be you. We you talked know? to Alan our kids. Alan was, was just him. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, Alan was just him. Like... That's what we loved about Alan. And everyone in our family was obsessed with Alan. And if you don't remember Alan in the movie, go watch it. Because Alan is the coolest character there. We talk to our kids all the time about social status and about not having to be the most popular in the school. You don't have to be. Because being the most popular is really, really hard to live yeah, up to. Because those is, popular people have a lot of pressure that they, they think. They have so much. If you are the most popular in the school listening to this right now, it's okay if you fall from that position. Because right now, if that's your mm-hmm. position, it is hard work. It is hard to live up to that. It is just so hard. So we talk all the time about being yourself mm-hmm. and trying not to care what other people think. And it's just really hard to live up to expectations. And I just thought that this movie was really good for people to see and I'm sure people have differing opinions about this movie, but to me, it was incredible. It made me feel completely different than I felt over the years and uh, about Barbie, and I loved it. So anyway, I would love to know what you think. Todd and I would love to know what you think. We've talked about it often. We've talked about it with our kids. We love the monologue. Spencer and Cooper love the monologue as much as Emma and Olivia do, which is kind of neat, and Spencer especially was really, like Spencer was very um, intrigued by this movie. He mm-hmm. really is black and white with things, and he it really changed a lot of his perspectives yeah, on exactly. a lot of things, which was great. All right, so... I bet we'll see that monologue uh, doing spoken word to at dance competitions this year, I bet, yeah? Yes, I hope so. Probably. That would be cool. Um, blast from the past. Did you know that Albert Einstein was a genius, right? You know that? Yeah. But did you know that his brother Frank was a real monster? Frank was a real monster. Yeah, Albert Einstein's brother. Frank Einstein. His brother Frank was a monster. It's not really funny when Who I, is it again? <laughs> when I when I have to explain that his name was Frank Einstein. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yes. 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 Bad one. No, good one. Just bad <laughs> badly received. Oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. All right everyone, thanks so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope that uh if you haven't seen it, go watch the Barbie movie. We loved it and we thought it created tons of discussion in our home, which we love movies that we can watch that create discussion. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being here. Share our podcast. Tell us if you like it. Let us know if there's anything that you think we should be talking about because we would love some ideas. So thanks everyone. Have a great rest of your week. Whatever it is, yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Summer days will always stay with